WMRA News. I'm Bob Levicky. Republican delegate Matt Ferris faces felony charges of hit and run and reckless driving. The city of Waynesboro says it was the victim of a potential cyber attack. And nearly two dozen ambulances donated locally begin their journey to the front lines in Ukraine. This is the WMRA Daily for Wednesday, March 8th. Ferris faces charges after Virginia State Police said he was the driver in a hit and run last Thursday that injured a woman in Campbell County. The Daily Progress reports that the Republican turned himself in on Friday and was released on a $7,500 secured bond. Police say Ferris was charged with malicious wounding and hit and run, which are felonies, as well as reckless driving. Ferris was first elected in 2011 to represent Virginia's 59th district, which includes Appomattox and Buckingham counties. He is scheduled for arraignment on March 17th. The city of Waynesboro says it was the victim of a potential cyber attack and that it was likely uh, that data from the attack had been stolen and put online late last week. The newsleader reports that city manager Mike Hamp says the city was notified of a potential cyber attack in January that occurred on the city's information technology infrastructure. Posts on social media indicate the data may include reports, criminal investigations, staff, personal data, and internal files and manuals from the Waynesboro Police Department. The attack came in the form of ransomware, a form of malicious software designed to block access to a computer system until a ransom is paid. Early this morning... 22 local ambulances began a journey to the front lines of the war in Ukraine. WMRA's Randy B. Hagee reports. At Route 11 Automotive Repair in Harrisonburg on Tuesday afternoon, mechanics were inspecting a fleet of ambulances one by one and fueling them up for the next morning's voyage, caravanning to the port of Baltimore. Art Beltrone, a military artifact appraiser from Keswick, is one of the volunteer drivers. I said... Is there any chance I can help and maybe drive an ambulance? He said, yeah, you can drive an ambulance. We got to do 22 of them. The delivery is part of a program called the Volunteer Ambulance Corps, which was founded by Brock Bierman of Lyndhurst, a former administrator with USAID. From Baltimore, the ambulances will be shipped to Germany, arriving sometime in April. They'll be trucked from Germany all the way into Ukraine. And from that point, They will be delivered to the headquarters of the Territorial Defense Forces. That's essentially Ukraine's equivalent of the National Guard, headquartered in Kyiv. They will then take those ambulances and divide them to the units that need them the most on the front lines. Through a contact in Rotary International, Bierman met the former governor of Luhansk, George Tuka, who then introduced him to a deputy commander for the Territorial Defense Forces. He's made several visits to Ukraine himself to hand off the ambulances. He showed reporters one video that appeared to be taken from within a car driving through Kyiv, in which you can see an apartment building with a gaping hole where it had been hit by artillery. Just a residential neighborhood, nothing nearby that's anything related to the military. This shipment will mark the 112th ambulance Bierman has transported to Ukraine. For WMRA News, I'm Randy B. Hagee. And you can learn more about the Volunteer Ambulance Corps at WMRA.org and on the app. Employees at Kroger stores in Virginia and West Virginia have filed a class action lawsuit in Richmond alleging computer-generated wage theft. The Virginia Mercury reports that the suit claims a new payroll system introduced by Kroger last spring failed to pay overtime and vacation time. 
The lawsuit, one of four nationwide, also claims that the software made unauthorized deductions from paychecks. In 2020, a change to Virginia law allowed employees to sue for suspected wage theft. The Economic Policy Institute estimates that wage theft costs U.S. workers up to $50 billion per year. Kroger, which is the largest supermarket chain in America, has not commented on the lawsuit. I rise as the newest member of Virginia's 4th Congressional District. Democrat Jennifer McClellan was sworn in as the first black woman to represent Virginia in Congress on Tuesday. In a speech after her oath, McClellan said her grandparents and great-grandparents had to pay poll taxes and pass literacy tests in order to vote. And yet I was able to pass over 370 pieces of legislation, including the Voting Rights Act of Virginia. The former state senator won a February special election for the seat formerly held by Donald McEachin, who died in November. McClellan's district includes Richmond and stretches south to the North Carolina border. Former House Speaker Eileen Fillercorn says she will not run for re-election, and neither will State Senator Linwood Lewis. It's the latest round of retirements in a historic election cycle. Virginia Public Radio's Michael Pope reports. Thirteen House members say they will not be running for re-election, and another 13 say they won't be running for re-election in the House because they're running for the Senate. More retirements are expected, and others won't make it out of the primaries because they're in a district with other incumbents. Former Republican delegate David Ramadan is now with the Shar School at George Mason University, and he says the newly created redistricting maps have really reshuffled the deck. The more senior members have gotten used to not having contested campaigns, not being challenged within their parties, having safe districts in the general elections, saying, you know what, I'm done. It's not just the senior members. Democratic strategist Ben Trebbett points to younger members who were recently elected calling it quits. Someone who's been there a long time might say, like, I'm not interested in going and knocking on 10,000 doors this cycle. I'd rather go retire and travel the world with my spouse. But these younger incumbents that quit because they're drawn into tough areas, politics shouldn't be about picking a district and running for it because you think you're going to be favored to win. At least one third of the House will not be returning next year. And at least one fifth of the Senate won't be back either. I'm Michael Pope. Eileen Fillercorn, who represents Virginia's 41st district, told VPM News that she can have more of an impact outside of the legislature. Ultimately, we need the governor's mansion as well. And I have been quite honest about saying that that is something that I am exploring and considering. Fillercorn is one of 15 delegates who will not seek another term. Finally today, both of Virginia's U.S. Senators, Tim Kaine and Mark Warner, are co-sponsoring legislation called the Disclosure Act. That bill would require that information be public about people and organizations that make donations to federal political candidates, state parties, and political action committees. In a press conference on Tuesday, Kane explained the problem that he sees. The public has no way of knowing who's funded them. It's important as a matter of transparency for journalists, the public, and all interested parties to know who's funding political campaigns. Current law does not allow corporations and labor organizations to make donations directly to federal candidates, but they can contribute political action committees. For WMRA News, I'm Bob Levicky. Thanks for listening and enjoy your Wednesday.